1: This week on Parents are Hard to Raise, health and wellness expert Dr. Felice Gersh is back with more great advice to keep our aging parents and us living our lives to the fullest. Join 180 million monthly subscribers who can now listen to Parents are Hard to Raise on Spotify.
0: The Parents are hard to raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Barardi. Longtime listeners will recognize my next guest, mostly because she's among my favorite guest medical experts. Dr. Felice Gersh is a true pioneer in her field. A rare combination of an award-winning physician, double board certified, both in OBGYN and integrative medicine, and a tireless champion of women's health. She holds degrees from Princeton University, the University of Southern California School of Medicine, and the University of Arizona School of Medicine. Dr. Gersh serves as medical director of the Integrative Medical Group of Irvine, California. She also writes and speaks internationally on integrative medicine and women's health. You can hear her weekly broadcast, A Healthy Perspective, on KRLA Radio AM870 in Los Angeles. Felice, welcome back to Parents Are Hard to Raise.
2: Well, I'm so happy to be back. It's a wonderful honor, and I'm just so happy to be with you and your entire audience.
0: Well, we're so happy to have you. You always are a wealth of information, so what do you want to talk about this week?
2: Well, as most of you know, we have a growing epidemic of dementia. It's, of course, in this country, it's in the world and it does impact women more than men but of course men are also affected but women experience alzheimers at a rate almost 3 times the rate of men really and they do and it's it's really something that doesn't get quite an, enough attention but based on the way things are going and the, the the fact that the population is aging we're going to have really an avalanche of cases i don't know how we're going to care for them and plus who wants to live that life you know we right. all want to live to not only be an older individual but also to have quality of life right. and without a functioning cognitively functioning brain we're not going to really get what we want and right now it's alzheimers is the leading cause uh, rather the sixth leading cause of death and about Oh, about five and a half million Americans have already been diagnosed with it. And by the time a person gets to age 65, about 13% of the population is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And by 85 and above, it gets up to 43% and even higher, of course, once you hit 90. It could be as high as, you know, half the population. So, you know, we really need to look at strategies. Yeah. And the strategies have to start when you're far younger than you know, 80 and 90, right. but there's even things we can do at that age. That's what I am really, you know, so depending on where you want to go, we can talk about, you know, the earlier prevention, the um, the early signs, and what you could do at every single age to have a better functioning mind.
0: Yeah, what do we do at early age and at every stage? What do we do? <laughs> well,
2: well, the reality is that, number one, our brains are part of our entire body. Long ago, they started making this crazy separation, you know, mind and body are separate. And of course, you know, the psychiatric world was was really separate from all other areas of health. In fact, and that's not really that uncommon today is that, you know, psychiatric care is considered something very different from health care. But we now know that mood and cognition are very, very linked. In fact, sometimes the earliest signs of cognitive dysfunction are mood disorders really? and also sleep. So sleep and cognition and mood are also very, very very closely linked and sometimes the earliest signs of cognitive disorder manifest as sleep disorder so we need to be you know alert to these all these interlinkages so if we're going to care for our brain it really starts with caring for our bodies of course and that means starting at a very young age feeding our bodies which includes our brains the proper foods and it drives me crazy when I'm out and I do a lot of traveling and speaking and I see people at every age eating things that I don't even call food. (laughs) I actually went to dictionary.com and I looked at what's the definition of food and it has to have nutrition. It has to be healthy and and nutrient dense to really qualify as food. Otherwise, it's just something you put in your mouth. (laughs) It's something else Does it needs a new name and so every single bite. So I have this rule you know no one should have to eat things that that don't taste good right. but everything that you eat you should enjoy but it has to be good for you and i and i really hold to that as you know a, with no exceptions just that you you everything you eat has to be good for you and hopefully it's something that you enjoy because you need like such variety of different types of nutrients antioxidants and polyphenols from all kinds of vegetables fruits Um, beans and lentils and and small amounts of healthy animals to really create a healthy body and a healthy mind. And starting, of course, at the very youngest of ages when uh, people are infants, you know, starting from even that point, because we know that children now, there's an epidemic of Of different kinds of cognitive problems that they call ADHD, right? Right, And there's so many children now on, on amphetamines for this. This is like a sign from, you know, that we should like pay attention to. And then at all ages, we need to feed our minds the food that it needs. And then it goes beyond just nutrition because a lot of us lead very sedentary lives. It turns out that exercise is wonderful for the brain. In fact, there are studies that show that it's better for depression than the um, anti-depressant drugs. So, and once again, depression, mood disorders, cognition, they're all linked together. So exercise is great for the brain. And we know that middle-aged hypertension is a well-known risk factor now for getting cognitive problems as you age. And that is linked to many things, of course, one of which is the vascular system, because, you know, you've got to have this wonderful highway of blood traveling all over the body and to the brain to feed oxygen and nutrients properly. And vascular dementia which is a different form of dementia is very very prevalent as well when you have unhealthy arteries everything that's served in the body is served by oxygen for, through the artery system you know you're not going to have the proper the proper function if you don't get proper oxygenation and proper nutrients delivered So we need to work on blood pressure, but high blood pressure, people need to know it's really not an early sign of vascular disease. It's actually kind of a late sign. And one of the things that really dramatically lowers blood pressure is a combination of exercise and eating more vegetables. Uh It's like amazing medicine, but it's medicine (laughs) for every part of you, including, including your brain. And we know that eating, you know, berries and grapes and walnuts have amazing data to support them so we and then we have to get to bed most of us stay up too late yeah. we know that the average american is getting not more than about six hours of sleep, and that's really insufficient for most people. You really want to get at least six and a half, seven hours. You don't have to have nine hours, but and you don't even have to have eight, but you definitely don't want to have six and five and a half and five and such. Those are really taking away the time for your brain to heal itself. So we need to recognize the importance of, of going to bed. And yeah. then, of course, if you don't sleep, if you have insomnia, the solution isn't to take... An ambient or similar, they actually are associated with higher rates of dementia.
0: Oh my so gosh. The <laughs> yeah.
2: Sleeping pills are the, the enemy of the brain because they're not giving you real natural restorative sleep. They're giving you this drug sleep, which is not the same. So we have to look at. Things like: Are you getting enough exercise? Are you getting too much blue light? Are you watching too much computer screen time? Are right. you, you know, um, you know, on your cell phone? Are you watching too much television? You know, do you have fluorescent lights all over your house like everybody? You know, maybe start turning them off, and even getting some nice candles. You know, and and really, and the other thing that's wonderful to help people sleep is watching the sunset. There's something really amazing about the colors of a sunset that help the cortisol go down and the melatonin start to rise. That can help. And then little uh, little doses, small doses of melatonin can also be very helpful because we do make less as we age and then we sleep poorly. And right. the, so we need to see light in the morning, make it dark at night. That helps to really get our circadian rhythm down. And we know that dementia And mood disorders are very associated with problems with our circadian rhythm, our magical 24-hour rhythm, the way every life form, including humans, have evolved to live in alignment, a perfect, beautiful alignment with the 24-hour rotation of Earth. And as we age, we tend to get a little bit off-kilter with our timing. Right. And that can affect our cognitive function. So. It's a lot to ask of people, right? You have to eat and move and <laughs> exercise and sleep, and then I didn't even mention stress, which of course stress takes such a toll on people's minds and it ages yeah. them every you know every which way. So there's there's so much that we have to do, but you know, and, and the fact is, that most people aren't doing it, and it's yeah. really showing up as you know, I see in my practice where I see patients every day. One of the key complaints I get every day is. I have brain fog. You know, you've probably heard that. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. they, people say, you know, I have to make lists. I can't remember anything. Right. It's like I, I walk around the house and it's like, Why, what are, where was I going? What was I, what was I doing again, you know? Yeah. And and they just say, you know, I was just about to say something and I can't remember where I was now. You know, so there's, it's like uh, I just feel like I'm in a fog, you know? It's not like I feel like I'm, my brain is crystal clear and I, I hear that all the time. And then when I delve deeper, it's like, there's a lot of stress and all yeah. the things I mentioned, you know, the problems with processed food and the lights and the exercise. And, and um, you know, some people never see the light of day. You know, they're sitting in like almost like, you know, closets when they right. work. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we
0: no, that's this, true. This
2: wonderful stuff that comes from the sun. It's not just vitamin D. There's other antioxidants that are made in our skin and there's something about the sun you know, just being out in the sunlight yeah. that makes people feel happy.
0: Right, and you, good. Do. you and feel good.
2: <laughs> I know, just get outside, see the sun. It's, it's wonderful for your spirit, and we know that... Like I said, mood. When people are sad, depressed, you know, they just, it affects their cognition. So there's just a ton of stuff we can do when we're younger. There's no age that is too young to take care of your brain. And then the other is that has been a lot in the news. And, and yesterday we just had, I know we're pre-recording this, but we had the Super Bowl. That's and right. there's so, been so much in the news about traumatic brain injury. So that's another big topic.
0: And we're gonna continue with talking to Dr. Felice Gersh, but first I want to tell you something. If you're a woman or there's a woman in your life, there's something you absolutely need to know. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and a hundred and six pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four 250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States and a forcible rape happens every five minutes, and chances are when something happens no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with
1: you always. Were you ever young? You're listening to Parents Are Hard To Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on demand using the iHeartRadio app. iPhone users can listen on Apple Podcasts and Android users on Google Podcasts. Want a great new way to listen to the show? Have an Amazon Echo or Dot? Just say, Alexa, play Parents are Hard to Raise podcast. Getting
2: the latest episode of Parents are Hard to
1: Raise. Here it is from iHeartRadio. It's as simple as that.
0: You're right, Dolly. There are so many really cool new ways to listen to our show. It's hard to keep track. You can join the 180 million listeners on Spotify. You can listen in your car, at the gym, get exercise, or pretty much anywhere on your smartphone with Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can get us on Apple TV, DirecTV, Roku, and like Dolly said, You can even ask Alexa to play the show for you. It's great because you don't have to be tied to a radio anymore. You can listen when you want, where you want, for as long as you want. And if you're listening to the show in one of these new ways, please do me a big favor. Share this new technology. Help someone else learn about the show and show them a new way to listen. So, Dr. Gersh, we were talking about the Super Bowl and traumatic brain injury.
2: Right. So it doesn't have to be a concussion where somebody loses consciousness that can cause brain injury. We now know that lots of little repetitive injuries that are not even close to losing consciousness can ultimately take their toll on the brain. So, starting, you know, also once again in childhood from the very earliest stages of life. We need to be very careful about protecting our brains. And I know that probably you, like me, when when we were kids, we would ride our bikes. We never wore helmets. We didn't even really? know what helmets were, you know? And yeah. I don't know. Here we are today. Hopefully, our brains are not too much the worse for the wear. But uh, now, you know, being... Maybe smarter, wiser. We are. We just know that little heads should not be bonking on uh, concrete, right. on the asphalt. So you know, we do want to put helmets and guards and and things uh, protecting you know elbows and all those other parts when people are on skateboards and bicycles and things. You know, want to protect particularly the head of all parts and skiing and so on. And now a lot of ski slopes requires things like helmets for for children. And I think adults should be very careful as well. We know that every year there's a few terrible tragedies, and people have head injuries that yeah. are, you know, even fatal from from having not even what always seem like the worst case scenarios, and yet they end up with like hem- hemorrhage into the head and so on. So you know, traumatic brain injuries can be subtle or very severe, and sporting injuries, and, and all kinds of ways that people get hit on the head. So we just have to be really aware of of the importance of our brains and that they're in these really hard skulls. And if they swell, they can't really go anywhere. So it just puts pressure on them. So, you know, brains are very uh, different from what I was taught in medical school, which is we were taught they could not heal. They were fixed for life. And now we know that there's this amazing thing called neuroplasticity, where the brain can actually create new connections and grow and do amazing things that we didn't even know could happen and and that's what we need to access to help people as they get older when they start showing signs of you know chronic brain fog or yeah. get even diagnosed with something like mild cognitive impairment yeah. which can proceed into something as severe as true a full blown dementia So, you know, there are things that we can do and recognizing that our brain does have this incredible healing property called neuroplasticity will allow us to really get a hold of these amazing tools that we have within our own bodies, our own innate mechanisms, and we can then create a better brain for ourselves. So I can tell you a couple of different supplements that can be, you know, very helpful for everyone. One of my ultimate favorites is... It's an Indian herb called bacopa. So bacopa has been shown in several studies to improve cognition, and also to be very anxiolytic, it reduces anxiety. Wow. So what a great combination. Yeah. So um, sometimes I take Bacolpa before I go up and I give a lecture because I figure, what the heck, you know, if I could be smarter and calmer, what's wrong with that? <laughs> right. And then, so I do that. The other one of my other favorites is called rhodiola, really? and that herb has also been shown to help. Help you be smarter. They've had studies of students who take rhodiola before they do testing and they score higher on tests. So that's a pretty nice thing and, and it can give people more energy. So if you just, if you have more. Like a sense of I, I don't want to have anxiety yeah. I feel kind of stressed and I want to feel calmer but I also want to be smarter. Bacopa would be your best choice if you say I'm feeling really tired I'm kind of sluggish I need more energy and I want to be smarter. Then you go with rhodiola. <laughs> no, so, you know that way you know you can you know you know access these amazing herbs
0: yeah. that you know
2: that work with our our brains and then in general just getting some an- antioxidants in. For example, you know, even like basic vitamin C is a great one, and some of the other um, polyphenols like resveratrol. Now, resveratrol made it in the big news, you know, for a while. That's found in a lot of things, but particularly the, it got sort of fame for the skin of red grapes and right, wine. Okay. But, you, you know, you have to drink like cases of wine <laughs> to get, so I'm not encouraging that <laughs> because alcohol is actually... Not good for your brain, so don't do that. But um, resveratrol is what we call a fasting mimetic. It actually mimics the benefits of a fast. Now it turns yeah. out that if you do a relatively short-term fast, what we call a periodic fast, where you don't eat anything, just have water for four days, and this is not for your frail elderly. This is for you know relatively healthy people, yes. or say in their fifties and maybe early 60s or or younger, Um, like even in their 40s, 30s, but not not for elderly and frail people. But, you know, if you don't eat anything for four days, which I have never done because I get too hungry, but um, there's also out of USC's Longevity Institute, they devised what's called the Fasting Mimicking Diet, which they now created a company and they market as a, a type of food diet that they call Prolon for promoting longevity, there's actually good data that it increases a growth factor in the brain called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which actually makes you smarter and actually makes you calmer. And in mice, and they have more data on mice than humans, but they do have human data too, the mice are much better at going through their mazes. So you get smarter and happier mice and (laughs) In humans, I I have done this myself now, to be honest. This is part of my anti-aging regimen. I've done it 13 times. So I do it like every three months. And I feel super smart on day five. And then I go down a little bit after. But so it's like you get smarter, then you go down a little bit, but then you get smarter again. Right. And some of it sticks. Some of it, that's the good part. Uh, and then, though so it sort of st- seems to stick. And they're doing a lot of research now that's still ongoing looking at dementia and Alzheimer's. But, um, you know, based on the fact that we know it increases this brain growth factor, which is wonderful for the brain, the brain-derived neurotrophic factor, And we know what it does in mice, that they were super good at running mazes, that even before the rest of the real human studies come out, I'm... I'm in favor of it because I don't see any downside. It only looks like upside, and you know, as as many of us are getting older, we don't have time to wait for all the studies to come in. Like we're we're willing to work on my studies a little that's bit right. more. You know, close enough. I look, you know, like Minnie, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite the ears, but uh, close enough. Oh. So um, you know, so I I do recommend that to my own patient base who are looking to have, you know, we'll say optimal aging, and for our, my very healthiest seniors, the ones that are 65 and older who are really, really healthy under my supervision, right. um, to make and we do body compositions, I always want to make sure no one is losing muscle mass. We cannot afford to do that as we get older. Right. But all of my patients feel super smart and sharp when they... Uh, when they do this kind of a thing. So it and most people know this, nobody really wants to eat and then do something really critically important. You know, most of us would rather do something on kind of an empty stomach. Like no one wants to sit down and take, you know, the most important test of their lives, you know, after eating a five-course meal. That's (laughs) right. Right. I mean, uh, I much rather feel sharper. And it's amazing because when you don't eat, you get breakdown of fat. So you get these ketones separate, you know, breaking down in your body and being created and that feeds the brain. And, you know, there's a lot of research being done on different what are called no tropics and that they are for healthy longevity. There are different kinds of supplements and NAD, which is one of the nicotinamide ribosides, where, which are helped to create energy. So that's something that is also, there's quite a bit of research coming out that it helps to create more energy. And there's one thing that a brain needs. It's plenty of energy. And one of the other supplements that I usually recommend to help make energy is CoQ10, or its derivative, which is called ubiquinol, which is more absorbable and helps... It's a cofactor in creating energy, and, you know, one of the things that's the difference between old people and young people is making energy. That's why you go to a park, the kids are running around like crazy, and the old people are sitting on the bench, and and it's not that old people love sitting on a bench, it's they don't have the energy to, like, run around like the little kids, you know? So anything that we can do to create greater energy in our brains is going to make our brains work better, so... You know, there's this a lot of interesting work on these nootropics and and using CoQ10 and some of the antioxidants like lipoic acid and and adding in some carnitine which is helps with the transport of long chain fatty acids into the mitochondria to create energy so that the brain will have more energy. And one of the other really wonderful supplements, I think there's nothing that curcumin can't do. Every time I turn around, I read another article curcumin is good for everything. And, and it actually has helped with clearing some of the beta amyloid that, that accumulates in brains really? of Alzheimer's patients. So there's another plus in the cap for yeah. curcumin. So there you have it. I mean, it's like, and we know that people in India, They had the lowest, of course, now things are different because they eat too much American fast food. But in all the previous times, the lowest incidence of Alzheimer's in the world was in India, where they Hmm. ate a lot of curcumin. Curcumin,
0: yeah. Interesting. So they
2: think that may be part of their secret for having such great brains.
0: How about um, about genetics in... uh Cognitive well, you know
2: that's a very excellent question because there is what sometimes is called the Alzheimer's gene, which is ApoE4. Now, so ApoE is one of what we call a single nucleotide polymorphism. It's a it's a genetic thing, and so I hate when I use that expression. I don't even want to use it myself, the Alzheimer's gene, because it sounds like oh my gosh, you're going to get Alzheimer's. Right. Yeah. But it's a it's a pre disposition. Okay. But in, in, 25% of people carry that gene and it does increase the risk. But Remember, we're talking about increasing risk. People who have two fours, they got one from each parent, they have the highest risk. But if we think about people in ancient times, they weren't really getting dementia even though they had the, the fours. And why is that? Because what really links to having a four is is that they're not as good at detoxifying the chemicals that we're now living with in our crazy environments, so if you make a conscious choice, if you have a four that you know and I, I do test people for it because I think people should know their risk yeah. because it motivates people often to do the right thing. So but, and but, people should know whether you have the four or not, everyone is at risk it's just they have a higher risk. But if you eat organic food, if you really make it a priority to get lots of vegetables, antioxidants, you avoid chemicals as much as you can, like cleaning solutions, makeup, personal care products, you get an air purifier and and I love by the way that there's more and more data coming out about far infrared sauna for helping with many, many things, including. Reducing risk of, of mood disorders, dementia, sleeping problems, and and they all link to cardiovascular and brain. They're all everything's interlinked. Yeah. So, um, but anything you can do to lower what you call we call the toxic load, the total environmental toxic load in your body, will lower your risk of getting a dementia. And we know that people with the four gene, the so-called Alzheimer's gene, their ability to get rid of toxins in their bodies is not as you're not as proficient. But So we want to lower the load, and then we want to increase our body's capabilities by fostering a healthy gut, a healthy liver, by not drinking a lot of alcohol, by eating all the healthy foods that support the healthy gut microbes, and by eating in a timed way, so that you stop snacking all the time, that you eat like a big good breakfast, and then you eat like a medium lunch and a small dinner. You know that old you know adage, and that and then not snack, and if you have to snack, make it a snack of that like some olives or some avocado that things that will not raise your insulin and not raise you know your protein intake and don't trigger all the the nutrient sensors in the body that that change the whole paradigm of how the body works. So try to eat in a timed way. Try to do some fasting, like I talked about. Try to eat lots of antioxidants, polyphenols, and your genes will not become your destiny. I mean, and that's what I emphasize over and over when you have a certain genetic propensity, yeah. that is not your destiny. And, and, and it's really so important as yeah. a take-home message that it's not destiny. And everyone has risk. And it's just that we're pointing out you have just happen to have more risk. And the other thing that's really wonderful to point out is that there are also survival advantages with the Alzheimer's gene. So it's not all bad. So,
0: (laughs) Dr. Gersh, of course, we've run out of time again. I mean, you create such interesting shows for us. How can people reach you?
2: Well, I have a real brick-and-mortar practice in Irvine, California, if people actually want to see me in person. It's called the Integrative Medical Group of Irvine, and my website for lots of information and blogs and videos is FeliceLGershMD.com. And there, there's lots of articles and posts that I think people would find interesting. So they can connect with me as a, either as a real patient or just as an interested party.
0: Thank you so much. This was such a great show. I love getting your emails and questions, so please keep sending them in. You can reach me at Diane at org or just click the green button on our homepage. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a CounterThink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. Our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Will Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, may you forget everything you don't want to remember. And remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week.